The Jim Davis Show. Call or text the team line at 970-242-1340. Colorado sports leader, the team. Nine o'clock. Thanks for joining us. It's an Apache Friday. We celebrate the weekend with you right here on the Jim Davis Show. I'm Jim, along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got some reaction to uh, Sean McDermott four years ago made. Well, try to use the terror attacks on the United States, 9-11, as a way of talking about teamwork and and individuals working for a common goal. What? <laughs> Bad. What? Bad move, Sean. Bad call, Brick. About an hour later, I had some guys come up and go, hey, you know, uh, Coach, um, not the best uh, example for talking about teamwork. I mean, we're talking about scumbag, creep, you know, awful human being terrorists that, that killed people in New York City with the World Trade Center. That's people, the other thing. People died, and, and of course, in the, in the flight that went down in Pennsylvania, Pentagon got attacked. You're using that as an example of teamwork. And, Not only are you uh, using that as an example, you're doing it in the state of New York, where, of course, the the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers went down. Come on, man. And he he apologized. Okay, that was that was said it was a stupid thing, and this has come out through this pay website. It sounds like it's a bigger, because it's on a pay site, and I'm not going to go look at it, and I'm going right. to pay for this. But it sounds like a bigger piece about Sean McDermott and about the problems the Bills are having right now. And once again, this happened four years ago. And McDermott's issued an apology on this whole thing. I, I just, number one, I just don't know how you say that. I don't know how you feel okay, whether you coach a team in New York State or whether you coach a team if, if, if you're Anywhere. the Broncos coach or the Rams coach or the Vikings coach, where you feel like that's that's an okay thing to say, to use this as an example to your players about, about working together, about teamwork and chemistry. But it's only worse because it's for, it's, the Bills are in New York State. Only thing that could have made it a little bit even more worse was if it was the Giants or the Jets coach. But still bad enough. And just even think that that's an okay, it's okay to find a way to be clever and unique. I think that's where he was going. I'm going to come up with this really unique way of, you know, talking about teamwork. No, no. Bad call. There are people that want him fired. I'm not one of them. Not for this. Thought it was stupid. That was a stupid thing that he said. It's unfortunate that people on the team had to come to him and say, hey, uh, that example you gave, that was pretty bad. That was pretty tasteless. That was pretty callous and tasteless and awful. This also happened four years ago at training camp. So if you want to fire Sean McDermott, fire Sean McDermott because the Bills aren't... Because your team sucks. Because Bills aren't playing particularly good football and you feel like he needs to go. I think you have to... You can't always go back... And, and, and punish people for stupid things they say and do. It happened four years ago. If he had committed a crime, he'd murdered somebody. That's different. And they, they, they got the DNA 
you know, evidence and, and they convict. Fine. Then go to jail. Throw away the key. That's not this. He said something irresponsible, stupid, and callous. And so you're going to fire him four years later for it. No. Man, we just, we race to, to judge people on what they say, call him out for what he said, criticize him for what he said, and move on. This that he has to pay with his job for something he said four years ago, to me, is ridiculous. If you got your thoughts on it today, text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. All right, we'll have our football picks coming up a little bit. Uh, we're not in baseball season, though Hot Stove League is going on right now for Major League Baseball. But the Grand Junction Jackalopes, uh, they're adding to their roster for this next season. And with us right now, former Fruto Monument Wildcat, Drew Sackett. Uh, Drew, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Uh, of course, Drew played at Fruto Monument High School, uh, has been playing baseball at uh, North Dakota State, where he was a all-Summit League first-team player uh, in 2023, made the second team in 2022 and so for drew for you a chance to uh, play some uh, professional baseball at the grand junction jackalopes and and come back uh, home to 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 grand junction to the to the valley kind of take us through the process of of deciding on on signing with the jackalopes for this coming season um you know it was uh just felt right you know and uh coach navi reached out and you know to have the opportunity to play here and you know play professional baseball and my hometown, you know, it's something special. So the uh, fact that I got that opportunity, uh, I'll take it any day of the week. So I'm excited. It'll be it'll be cool to play in front of the family and all the friends, and they don't have to travel so far to come out. So it'll be it'll be fun. And and the start of your professional career as well. We're talking with Drew Sackett, uh, played at Fruto Monument, played at North Dakota, uh, North Dakota State, I should say. And uh, you know, for you coming back home, how often do you do you make it back to the Valley, Drew? Since uh, You've been up at uh, North Dakota State. Um, I I just moved back, so um, I'm got my own place down here now. Um, I've been back for a few months, um, kind of just been poking around, doing my thing. Um, so it's good to be back. I love to say that I miss uh, Fargo, but man, it was cold, and I, I don't miss the cold. So it's good to be back here. Well, I've been to Grand Forks before. I haven't been to Fargo, but uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a, the weather is uh, not exactly uh, the, the the kindest in the world, particularly if you're playing baseball. But uh, you know, I mean, your journey was part of, of course, being at Fruto Monument High School, playing for the Wildcats, and then uh, moving on to Scottsdale Community College. You were there, and then at Northeastern uh, Junior College before you ended up going to uh, North Dakota State. So, this has been uh, kind of take us through this baseball journey. Uh, collegiately for you, Drew, leading up to, of course, coming back to town to play for the Jackalopes. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and it's been exactly that, you know, a journey, and um, but it's been fun. I've, you know, been been from one end of the spectrum to the next, being in Scottsdale, super hot, and you know, going to Sterling, you know, got a little colder, and then you know, I went Midwest, and um, Scottsdale was Scottsdale was awesome, being able to um, go there out of high school. I didn't have many many four year looks. Um, I was, I knew I was going to be a JUCO guy and, you know, the best conferences are in Arizona and the best teams are in Arizona. And every year we get to see, you know, an Arizona team here in, in Grand Junction. And I got to do that my whole life. So going out there and getting to play Central and Yavapai and I got to play against, uh, Tyler Boggs and 
and Trey Morrell, a couple of my best friends through high school. And, you know, that was really cool. And with COVID, I had to, um, you know, the transfer portal got all backed up. And so I ended up taking my, uh, my one year of eligibility that they gave us for COVID. I went and went to Sterling and put up some good numbers and got a lot of opportunities to go where I wanted. And NDSU and the coaching staff there, you know, it felt like the, the right fit, but you know, there's a lot of parts in between, you know, these, uh, different parts of my journey that were, were tough, but you know, I, prevailed and made it through the end and you know now i have the opportunity to play back home and it's uh it's like it's come full circle so it's been uh it's been fun we're talking with former fruit of my wildcat drew sackett who has uh, signed with the grand junction jackalopes uh, he'll play for the jacks uh, this coming or the jakes this coming season when you're at north dakota state uh your senior season uh you played right field you're there for 33 games shortstop for 17 games you played first base for a game uh, then moved around a little bit. Um, you also were at second base for a game and the left field for a game as well. Uh, put it together a 298 batting average uh, in your senior season. Had a team best and career high 53 RBIs. So uh, versatility that that's part of your game, uh, Drew. And and I imagine uh, it'll be the same for the the Jackalopes when you play for them. Yeah, um, talking to Coach Navi, you know he he wants me to come in and and play in the middle of the infield, and that's primarily what I've done most of my life. Um, you know. Playing for Fruta, I, that's exactly what I've done. Um, you know, my whole life is, you know, put me where you need me and I'll play it. I, I know the game of baseball and, you know, I, I know every position well. And, um, I think that's a, that's a tool that I get to, um, put out there that's, uh, not many people have. And so that makes it fun, you know, not, you know, not knowing what position you're going to show up to every single day is, is really fun. And, um, you know, that's one part I really enjoy about it. And as soon as I got into college, I was uh, I actually caught uh, my first few um, starts. And uh, that's how I got in the lineup. And so that's what I tell a lot of kids that I, you know, I'm kind of around and play them all. Get in there and and, uh, and do it. And, you know, good, th- good things will happen. So it's been fun. I, I like playing all around. But, you know, I'm going to go for that uh, spot at short for the Jakes. And it'll be fun. Drew Sackett joining us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. You referenced Trey Morrell, who you, of course, uh, went to high school with, and Trey's been a member of uh, the Jackalopes the last couple of seasons. What uh, what have those conversations been like uh, for you, Drew, with uh, with Trey about uh, being a member of uh, the Jackalopes? Um, it's, uh, so Trey actually signed for um, the um, team in Denver, um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I'll be playing against him, not playing with him. Um and that was kinda fresh news. Um but uh we've been working out together. I've been catching his bullpens and he's been, you know, feeding the machine to me. So, you know, uh friendship doesn't stop, you know, but it I guess it does when we cross the lines and, and that'll be fun. We've done it before at uh, Scott Scottsdale Yavapai and do it again professionally, so it'll be cool. You mentioned Coach uh, Nabishu, Chris uh, Chris Nabi. You're, you're calling him, uh, the course, the manager yeah. of the of the Grand Junction uh, Jackalopes. Uh, what has he told you in terms of things he would like to see you work on? He mentioned where you you're probably be playing in that middle infield, but uh, uh, Drew, what about some things that he's wanted you to kind of work on in the cage and and here leading up to the start of the season uh, in June? Being healthy, being strong, uh, and just being ready to go, be an asset to the team and. 
um, you know, be the ball player that he's seen me be. He, uh, he had the opportunity to come watch me play UNC and Greeley, um, a few times. And, you know, he's caught a feel of, you know, who I am as a player and, you know, the intensity I bring to the table. And, um, so, uh, just bringing, bringing Drew Sackett baseball and, you know, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I've, uh, been playing this game for, quite some time and you know just because it's professional doesn't mean the game's changed any you know i just got to work a little harder get bigger stronger and do my thing growing up as a kid playing baseball as you mentioned for uh, for the vast majority of your life drew maybe a, a player too whether as a local player or maybe a major league baseball star that you always kind of emulated and kind of patterned your game after who might those guys be for you oh that's uh that's tough it's it's changed over the years. Um, you know, I grew up, I'm a, I'm a big Chipper Jones fan. Um, I liked, uh, Chipper growing up, but you know, as the, as I grew as a baseball player, you know, I kind of put my eyes on guys that I was like, and I like to think about Mookie Betts and Kike Hernandez, some of those, um, versatile guys that, you know, kind of bounce all around and bring an energy to the ball club that, you know, not many guys do. And, you know, that's, uh, those are kind of my guys that I like to follow around, but um, Chipper's my go-to guy, Chipper Jones, man. Now, that's a pretty darn good baseball player to model yourself after, Drew. Not about that, yeah. one of the all-time yeah. great Atlanta Braves and, uh, and Chipper Jones. We're talking with Drew Sackett, former Fruto Monument Wildcat. He is signed to play baseball for the Grand Junction Jackalopes uh, this coming season. Uh, you, you referenced Tyler Boggs, one of your old teammates uh, that was at Angelo State, had a chance to win a national championship, and and we had uh, Tyler on the program uh, not too long after uh, they won that national championship. I know he's uh, decided to move on uh, with a with a business career and, and not on the baseball field. But uh, kind of cool that uh, uh, Tyler Boggs, one of your teammates, had a chance to win a D2 national championship. Oh, yeah. And, and he's fun to watch. And, and the best thing of it was, um, you know, he, he won that gold glove, that Rollins gold glove. And that uh, that is a perfect testament to that kid and you know the hard work that he put in and and the kind of catcher that he was you know even being at the division one level and seeing a bunch of catchers at some big time schools i i always told everybody that the the best catcher i ever played with you know i played with in high school and it was tyler boggs um and and what a what a great guy too so cool to see him do that and have the success that he had and you know and He's a smart guy. He's, he's going to do something big, you know, even outside of the field. So it'll be cool to watch him see what he does. Drew Sackett, former Fruit Monument Wildcat, now member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes baseball team uh, with us today on the uh, Team Sports Network. And, and you start out with the Jackalopes. Uh, they're an MLB partner. Uh, the, the Pioneer League is an MLB partner league uh, trying to, as a you know early uh, feeder for, for Major League Baseball, but I mean, it's it's the you know, it's the very you know start the very bottom of, of major league baseball or, or I should say minor league baseball. Drew, take us through the the mindset that you're going to have to have to to grind to not just on the field the at bats the you know inning you know inning in inning out, but also to keep focused on the goal of of trying to move up, trying to 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 get with a major league baseball organization because it's uh, you know you you know what the odds are. I don't have to tell you that it's it's not you know they're not in your favor. Or, or a lot of guys starting at this level, but uh, I think you got the mindset that uh, you feel like you can go very far in, in professional baseball, and it starts here with the Jakes this summer. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know everybody's baseball journey is different. 
Um, you're going to battle injuries. You're going to battle, and, and in college, you're going to battle school and eligibility, and you know and all this different stuff. And you know you have to you have to balance those things. But um, I think once you step on the ball field, I mean, it's it's uh, there's no pressure. You know, it's it's just a game. It really is. You know, my uh, my time frame to play baseball is is pretty short, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna press about um, putting up huge numbers and making it to the next level and you know, it's just gonna it's gonna hinder my play, and I'm just gonna go out there and play this game how I'm gonna have my best success, and, and you know, see where it takes me. If it takes me to the next level, awesome. If not, you know, I I had an awesome journey. I get to meet some really cool people along the way, but uh, you're exactly right. It's a grind. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to move to the next level and have success, but um, you know, hard work and. A lot of reps, a lot of late nights in the cages. You know, that's what it takes, and, you know, I, I know that. And I've had these uh, this adversity starting from, you know, the Grand Valley and moving on to college out of the Grand Valley is, is not the easiest thing in the world, you know. Um, so going to the JUCO route, you know, it's, I started out, you know, starting out at the bottom, moving up to the top, and that's exactly what I did. So um, I'm ready to do it again and see where it takes me. Hey, Drew, uh, congratulations. Appreciate the time. Best of luck, of course, this summer uh, playing for the Grand Junction Jackalopes. Drew Sackett, former Fruit of Monument Wildcat, with us in the program today. Appreciate it, Drew. Thanks for the time, and happy holidays. Absolutely. Hey, ha- happy holidays to you as well. Thanks, Jim. All right, take care. All right, Drew Sackett, uh, former Fruit of Monument Wildcat. Great to uh, catch up with him, uh, now member of uh, the Grand Junction Jackalopes. All right, uh, 917, Jim along with Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Uh, check out the text line. Let's see, we got one from Steve this morning uh, talking about when Colin called in about deferring and that whole situation. Steve saying it also has to do with crowd noise on the road. Half of most home teams, crowd still in the concession stands, bathroom, etc. Kickoff, uh, crowd and seats ready to make noise. So I think what he's, I think what he's okay. saying is that is. When you're coming out at halftime, not everyone's back to their seats yet, so it's quieter, so the offense can function, in theory, a little bit better without the distraction. But they but they don't. That's the problem with the Broncos, though. That they, that's what I'm they, saying. They, is, ha- they haven't. That's what I'm, I, I'm saying yeah. in theory because... Right. It's in, plus in an ideal get to, world. You get to double up, too. You get to, if you have a good drive at the end of the first half, right. score points, get the ball in the second half, and you can take a three-point lead, get a touchdown, turn it into a ten-point lead, give yeah. you the difference in the football game. And and Steve's right in the part of, you know, the, the second half, people are still kind of, you know, they're getting, you know, going to the bathroom, concession stand, still getting back to their seats, but they've only scored on one second-half opening drive. That's it. That's it. And that's one of the problems the Broncos have had. And and you know. I've, Fixing that problem, not sure exactly how you fix it. Maybe you stop deferring. <laughs> I don't know. Stop putting that pressure. You know, maybe they're feeling the pressure now. Okay, we're we're going to have the ball to start the second half. We got to score. We got to we got to make hay while the sun is out. But it, maybe there's pressure on. I don't. I don't know. It, it gets back to though. You know, touchdowns, not getting it done. Touchdowns, not field goals. On first drives that they've had this season. When they score first or when they score on their first drive, they've won. 
you know, and there was a stretch there under Nathaniel Hackett and the beginning of this year where they were just not scoring on their first drives of games and they'd find themselves down early. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nine twenty. Take a break. We'll come back up next. Uh, we'll have our pigskin picks for this week. And don't forget, get your picks in for Pile Pigskin Pick'em, powered by Kissner Motors. And uh, this week, with our uh, weekly prize, you could win a wrap uh, bouquet of flowers courtesy of Garvey's Gardens. So uh, you can win that this week. Of course, the grand prize, the Traeger Tailgater Grill from Fruit of Co-op Country, two $500 gift cards to play it against sports. And a uh, couple places, by the way, if you're doing holiday shopping, Fruit of Co-op has everything, not not just not just things for fixing your house, which they do. They have all those things, but, but, but clothes and other really, really great gift ideas at Fruit of Co-op Country. And uh, likewise, for Play It Again Sports, for the sports fan on your list, They've got uh, great deals on on golf clubs, on you name it, sporting good-wise. Uh, make sure you stop by Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza. All right, uh, coming up next, the Pope will join us for our football picks. Uh, is that who's on the line here? Do we need yes. to? Yes. Okay. That's so, his beating. All right, so we will wait. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get with him on the other side of the break and come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. One, two, make you wanna. Uh. All right, 9:24. It's Jim and Cake today. The Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Time to bring in the Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? It's an interesting Friday, number four, counting down to number three. I'm in my eyeballs in latex, hazardous waste paint this morning. That does not sound like a good time, if you're asking me. It, it just does not. It's not a good time. Got the coveralls and paint all over the place and containerizing it for the waste shipment on Tuesday. All right. So getting another another Friday closer to when it's, yep. it, it all comes to an end. The the legendary run of of Petey Pope at District 51. Yes. And I'm going to text you uh, if you would like. They're throwing a retirement party down here at the district maintenance shop. So I'll send you the date and the time. And if you can make it, you're sure. And if not, no worries, oh. bro. It'll be all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to make it course I, I would not miss it I, I, i'm honored that you would invite me i appreciate that my friend no problem bud all right so uh standings from last week what does that look like for his cake um we, um, didn't, we, um, didn't, we didn't do great last week um buckeye boy to say the least yeah buckeye boy had the lead on us with a three and three mark of picks uh, Jim, you and I both went two and four, and uh, Petey, you went one and five. There you go. So the standings, Rio's in first place. Uh, Jim is one game back. I am two games back, and Petey, you're back in the caboose. There you go, where I belong. Now, see, now that's not fair. That's no, not come, fair. come on. Don't, <laughs> look, look, yesterday, we had Ryan Harris on, Super Bowl champion for the Denver Broncos, Ryan Harris. And and, he, yeah. and I made some comment like that. He's like, no, no, you can be like Peter Pan, man. You got to, you have to, you have to teach, 
to have to have people have to believe they can fly. Yeah. And Jim, you have to believe you can fly. You got to believe you can fly. Exactly. Pope, okay. you've got to believe fly. you can fly, fly, my friend. Fly, Petey, fly. Oh, my goodness. Y'all sound like R. Kelly. I believe <laughs> I can fly. Oh, I don't know if we want to go there. Probably not. <laughs> no, let's not go R. Let's, let's leave that alone. He's well, nasty. He's nasty. That's a nasty, nasty man. All right. So, uh, by the way, in our uh, our picks on Pile Pigskin Pick'em at, at our website, 1340.com. Powered by Kissner Motors. Guess who's got the lead among the three of us? Is, is it you? It would be me. All right. Followed by Buckeye. Then it's you. Yeah, well. All right. That's fair. Get your picks in, by the way, at the team 1340com for Pile Pigskin pick them all right here we go time to make our picks today welcome to another edition of thunderdome yeah that's right oh by the way i'm sorry who won last week again rio okay well He's what is best in life? Really yeah, he gets Crush your enemies. To play this. See them driven before you? <laughs> you the lamentation of the women. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Time, time for me to make up some ground this week. All right. We start the only college football game really truly that matters this weekend. Heard Saturday on the Team Sports Network. From Gillette Stadium this year, not uh, Philadelphia. We'll talk more about that coming up on The Reason Why. The annual... Army-Navy game. Army, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Rio is taking the Black Knights. I am always going to take Army in this one. Quezons go rolling along. Petey, what say you? Hey, man, they're in Annapolis, Maryland, my home state. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, the midshipmen. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. For my father, 82nd Airborne, World War II. Go Army. Beat Navy. Go Army, beat Navy. Although the uniforms for both teams this year look Fantastic. really cool. All right, next up, <laughs> Petey, I've got a feeling I know where you're going to lean on this one, but, you know, we have to ask just for uh, posterity. Rams and Ravens, Baltimore, seven and a half point favorite. Rio and myself both taking Baltimore. Petey, what say you? Well, we're taking B-more, but I saw on uh, Inc. yesterday, Lamar's been dealing with an illness. He didn't practice yesterday, so I'm hoping that He'll be ready to go by Sunday. But, yes, I'm going to take the Ravens. Hopefully, they'll be able to pull it out. They'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to go with your Ravens as well, Petey. Wasn't there a game where Lamar had to, like, run to the toilet and then he came back in the second <laughs> yeah, half? Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. When you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Puke and rally. All right. Uh, I think this game was on everyone's radar at the beginning of the season for potential playoff implications. And not that it doesn't. But the Bills are not great right now. And, and to be perfectly honest, Kansas City has not been real impressive as of late. But nonetheless, Chiefs-Bills in Kansas City at Arrowhead. Kansas City, a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. Rio is taking the Chiefs. I am also taking the Chefs. Petey, what say you? Um, I think the Chefs are better of two evils. The Chiefs are just having some little difficulties right now. But uh, I'm still going to take the Chiefs at home. Yep, we'll do it. I will take the Chiefs as well. All right. Will Will Taylor Swift be in attendance? Probably not. All right, next up, NFC West showdown. Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, San Fran, a 10.5-point favorite. Rio and myself both taking Brock Purdy and 49ers. Petey, what say you? 
Hey, the Niners are getting hot at the right time, man. It's December, yeah, and they're starting to play like playoff football. They dismantled uh, the Eagles, man. So that was impressive. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners. Niners for me. All right, next up, NFC East showdown. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a little surprised at this one. Dallas is a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Have not lost at home. Not lost at home. That could be interesting. Uh, Rio's taking the Eagles. I think Philadelphia hands Dallas their first home loss of the year. Petey, what say you? Um, I'm still on the Eagles bandwagon. They 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 made an, a valid comeback attempt to last week against the Niners, but um, but man, I tell you, Dallas has been playing good. That defense is just insane. And Dak's been great. So, uh, Dak's been really good. It's insane, man. But uh, just for just for picking's sake, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Guess is going to be the lone wolf here. Oh no! <laughs> How about just, them cowboys? Just, just, just like Eastwood, High Plains Drifter, <laughs> or in the Spaghetti Western, <laughs> a, 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 a lone man against the odds, riding alone, rides into town. And watch, he's going to win it too. You watch. Well, uh, and, and uh, Jalen Hurts is beat up. You've been watching Jalen Hurts; he's beat yeah. up right now. And there are those that are suggesting maybe they need to play Marcus Mariota until Jalen Hurts is healthy. Cowboys have been great at home. I just think this sets up nicely for Dallas to get a win against Philadelphia. I think ultimately Philadelphia, when it's said and done, they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. Don't know if the Cowboys will be. But right now, Dallas has been hot. They're at home. Jalen Hurts is hurt. I I like the Cowboys. Give me give me the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? And not to add fuel to the fire here, but last week we all picked the Eagles against San Francisco and all lost. So maybe Jim's mm-hmm. on to something. Who knows? But nonetheless, our last game to pick this week on the Team Sports Network Sunday pregame at noon with countdown to kickoff. It's the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Denver Broncos at SoFi Stadium. Rio's taking the bolts in this one. I'm taking the Broncos, but I'm not the most confident in that selection. Petey, what say you? Broncos had a pretty rough game down there in in Texas last week. Yeah, they did. They're my second favorite teams, the uh, San Diego Los Angeles Superchargers. So I'm going to go Chargers. Ventura Boulevard. Chargers. I know it was a Sean Payton talk about, well, they haven't had, they haven't had a team there for a while. That's why their fans aren't, well, they've had the Rams there for a while. They had the Rams. They had the <laughs> LA Raiders for it's a little like bit they, in the eighties. They've, they've had pro football in, in that city, but anyway, I, I digress. I Denver's healthy. As healthy as they've been in a while. I give, give me my Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Chargers three-point favorite in this game, but give me the Broncos coming up on Sunday. All right. Noon on the team Sunday with KOA Broncos Radio Network on the team. All right, Petey, if you're looking for more uh, latex paint, I've got some in my garage if you'd like to come over and swing by and pick it up. <laughs> no, that's all right, bro. I got plenty, plenty to keep me busy for, my, from now until my, about 2 this afternoon. My gift to you. 
for your retirement. Your retirement. Latex paid for my garage. <laughs> there what, you go, bud. It'll are, be good. What are what are friends for? I did they give you crap that you don't need, like more paint. Anyway, Petey, thanks, man. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a good one, man. Enjoy the football this weekend. Okay, you too. All right, there he goes. And a puff of smoke, the Pope, on this Friday morning. Hopefully the paint fumes didn't influence his picks. Or, I, or maybe they did. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The latex paint even have fumes? I'm not even oh, sure. I don't think no. It, it, not, not to my knowledge, my memory, it does not. All right. Let's uh, hop into this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right. A, a game that they got mentioned a little bit when the Broncos gave up 70 to the Dolphins. 1940, Chicago Bears beat Washington 73 to nothing. Ouch. Ouch. Bill Osmansky of the Bears. Who? Has a big day. Osmansky ends up with a couple of touchdowns in that game. The most, the most lopsided victory in NFL championship play with a 73-0 win by the Bears over Washington. 1948, SMU uh, junior Doak Walker wins the Heisman Trophy. And 1961, Will Chamberlain scores 78 points, grabs 43 rebounds, and uh, canoodles with 10 women, women on the same night. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, in, in triple overtime loss, playing for Philadelphia, losing in triple overtime uh, to the LA Lakers, 151 to 147. Elgin Baylor, it, he only had 63 points in that game. Only 63. Only 63. 1977, Texas running back Earl Campbell, the Tyler Rose, wins the Heisman Trophy. And 2002, Rich Gannon sets an NFL record with his 10th 300-yard passing game of the season. Quarterback in the Oakland Raiders uh, with his 10th 300-yard passing game throws for 328 and the Raiders' 27-7 win over San Diego breaks the uh, tie with Dan Marino, Warren Moon, and Kurt Warner. And 2007, Florida quarterback Tim Tebow becomes the first sophomore to win the Heisman trophy recent college football hall of fame inductee tim tebow absolutely and and hilarious on the nissan commercials yeah he's, 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 on a he's very very funny on those one final one today and a deal that i know they regret 2011 three-time nl nvp albert Pujols agrees to a 254 million dollar 10-year deal with the los angeles angels all right that's this day in sports history We'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, give you a little preview of uh, the weekend for basketball for Colorado Mesa with UCCS and Regis coming in. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us, Jim and Cake, today. Jim Rome coming up after our program. Dan Patrick at one, and then Rich Eisen at four o'clock today. And then don't forget, we'll have Colorado Mesa basketball, the Maverick men and women hosting UCCS tonight, Regis tomorrow here on the team, CMU Sports Network. And start out with the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team split this last weekend at Colorado Mines and then got the win against Regis on Saturday. Maverick uh, women are right now at 25th in the D2 CSC media poll. Uh, Dropped a couple of spots after that double overtime loss to Colorado School of Mines. 
And uh, for the Mavericks, hosting UCCS, uh, they're 41-12 and 12 against the Mountain Lions dating back to 1990 last year at uh, Brownson. Kylie Kravick's career high 18 points. Uh, love the Mavericks to the 64-62 win at the, the Blizzard in Brownson uh, over UCCS last year. So uh, Mavericks uh, taking on a, a, a team coached by Misty Wilson in her first year. She was a very successful coach at Tarleton State, Texas, before uh, going to Colorado Springs to coach the Mountain Lions. Mason White is an outstanding player, second-team All-Armac selection last year, leads the Mountain Lions in scoring at almost uh, 14.5 points per game, and she's also blocked a dozen shots, tops the Armac in field goal percentage. And for the Mavericks, Olivia Reed is one of the best players in the nation in D2 basketball right now, leads the nation and uh, double double, she's got uh, five on the actually second most in the nation. Excuse me. Um, so uh, she's uh, had a, a tremendous start to the season for the Mavericks. Um, Olivia Reed, when it comes to uh, scoring, she is currently second in the conference and scoring at eighteen point two points per game. And who's ninth in the conference right now? Mason Rowland, the freshman. I was going to say that of uh, Durango, the former Southwestern League Player of the Year, at sixteen points per game. But uh, Taylor Wagner uh, talking about uh, scoring off against UCCS and Mason White in particular because she caused a lot of problems with her ability in the low post. She's probably one of the most physical posts that will play all year. I know a lot of people get in foul trouble because she is just physical in the post. So uh, on Saturday night, the Mavericks take on Regis, defending Armac regular season and tournament champions. 12 players back from last year for Regis, so they are loaded. And they're a very, very balanced basketball team. Erin uh, Fry was the RMAC Player of the Year last year. She's third on this team in scoring right now. So she's not even their leading scorer at, at this point in time. And, um, you know, they, Josie Ryan's had a really strong start to the season. One of the top defensive players in the conference. She's been their leading scorer at uh, over 15 points per game and 21 steals for the first eight games of the season. Taylor Wagner uh, talking about uh, taking on Regis. Their depth and balance create a lot of problems. Player of the year last year, she's their third leading scorer. So I really feel like they they're really well balanced offensively, and any one of their starters could go on for a big night. So the women tip it off at five thirty both nights. Uh, UCCS tonight, Regis tomorrow night. Pregame at five fifteen on the team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm for the Maverick men's basketball team. Coming off a very successful weekend where they went to two and zero, winning at Colorado School of Mines, and then taking down then. Um, eighth-ranked uh, Regis uh, on the road last weekend. And so for the Mavericks um, against uh, regionally-ranked opponents, they've been pretty good over the years. Um, uh, February 10th of last year, beat Colorado School of Mines, 87-66. And the, the Mavericks went on to win a share of the, the RMAC regular season title. And then, of course, the win against Metro State. So they open up against uh, UCCS with Mac Rineker, Defensive Player of the Week for the Mavericks, and also... One of the top scorers, along with Trevor Baskin, in the conference right now. Uh, Mavericks uh, with four players uh, that have started all six games, and Trevor Baskin, Mac Rineker, Owen Kuntz, uh, Isaac Jessup, and uh, Christopher Speller have started in five games so far this season for the Mavericks. But they take on a UCCS team that's 4-4. Four and four. They're 0-2 in conference play right now. And uh, freshman point guard Xavier Martinez has been their top scorer, and averaging 15 points per game. He had 21 points. And they're lost to Midwestern State and veteran forward William Becker. Third in the RMAC, averaging uh, just uh, under 10 rebounds per game. A couple of double-doubles uh, as well this season for William Becker. And uh, Maverick men's basketball coach 
uh, Mike DeGeorge uh, talking about uh, this UCCS team that uh, feels like they haven't really reached their potential just yet. Their front line is really what has the potential to make them special just because they're big and they're athletic and they can, most of them can shoot threes. And so they do create problems defensively. They're very capable of coming in here and competing at a very high level. Mavericks enter the game tonight, 15th ranked in the nation. And then they have Regis on Saturday night. The Rangers are 4-3. and three. They're, They went 0-2 against the Lone Star Conference, uh, losing to St. Mary's and Lubbock Christian. But uh, uh, they were able to, they played uh, and beat Black Hill State uh, uh, 66-54 before losing to South Dakota Mines 82-64 to open up Armac play. Uh, sophomore guard Chase Mayo Harmon is averaging 16 points per game. He only averaged just under four points per game last season. And he's already had a pair of 20-point games so far this year. He's shooting uh, 90% from the free-throw line as well. Guard Ty Cox averaging in double figures as well. Ricardo Mesa mentioned uh, Mac Rineker uh, and uh, Trevor Baskin, both couple of the top scorers in the conference right now as the Mavericks take on Regis tomorrow night. And uh, Mike DeGeorge talking about uh, squaring off against the Rangers, says they present a familiar scheme which helps in game prep because they have plenty of new faces. You know, they've been a Princeton system, so very similar to Metro, so that's good that we just faced it. Their concepts are a little simpler so far this year, just as they are kind of got a new group they're working with. All right, the men tip it off at 7.30 both nights. Once again, we'll have uh, both the men and the women on the Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm tonight and tomorrow night on the team. All right, 9.46 and uh, time for, well, actually, we already did this day in sports history, excuse me, so we need to move on some garbage time this morning we're taking out the trash it's garbage time on the jim davis show on the team oh i love trash Troy, what do you have today cake i got a couple things um we've been talking a little bit about the philly special christmas album that came out recently you know obviously the players are all in on it and they're singing and whatnot but howie roseman was also Singing on the album on the dreidel song, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, also, we mentioned the Colorado Eagles, or I think Jackson mentioned them. There's a guy in the abs coming up from the Eagles that's been doing really well. I can't remember who he mentioned. But the Colorado Eagles, earlier this week, there was a celebrity in the house. Would you care to guess who it was? Joe Sackick. Nope. Non-sport, well. No. Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> No, it was not. It was not Taylor Swift. I, I have no idea. Saturday Night Live, famous '90s era SNL cast member. Uh, Mike when Myers. I, nope. You're getting there. Kevin Nealon. No. You're getting there. I want Will Ferrell. I don't know. I don't know. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler was there. Okay. Adam Sandler as well. Uh, also had a uh, Rob Schneider and John Laughran. Uh, but Adam Sandler. I didn't know I knew he was a basketball guy. I didn't realize he was a hockey. Well, I guess he should have happy Gilmore, of course. Duh. In a Colorado yeah. Eagles hockey jersey, nonetheless. And he was like, hey, he he was at the venue. He had a show there. And he was like, hey, let's go to a game. And some of the players got to meet him and took a picture. That's it was awesome. really cool. Um it was there was something else too I had. Oh, um, we've been talking a lot about, you know player and coach departures uh, in the coach prime era, you know, and then that's right. not great. Coach prime has been dealing with a probably much more significant departure. Oh, his uh, fiance, his longtime fiance. Was it 12 years 
they were engaged, supposedly. Something like that, yeah. And they called it off. Said they're just going to stay friends. I think they met in like 2012. I think they got engaged in 2019. Which what I remember reading. So they've been, to, but they've been together for a while, though. Together for a while, and they yeah. said, actually, we're just going to be friends, and they had the mutual statement, and that's all fine. But I just, buddy, e either get married or don't pop the question in the first place. That man's going to live his life the way he wants to. I don't That's She, she was... <laughs> She was, she was okay with that for a while. Maybe she was the one who didn't didn't want to get married. I don't know. Truer words have never know. been spoken. Dion Sanders is going to live the life he wants I, to, and you know what? That's part I of wish what it makes would have him. worked out for those crazy kids, but sadly it did not. Yeah, well. All right, New England Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi had uh, probably the best game of his young career. Three touchdown passes last night, three interception in that win at Pittsburgh. And so... Uh, I guess he was asked last night, did you have anybody special in the crowd tonight? Mm -hmm. And he said, nobody. Like, his family didn't come. He said, they all watched from home. I don't want to pay for those tickets. I'm still in a rookie contract. That's expensive. I don't blame him. Good for him. It's like, hey, I'm going to say. I'm not, I'm not that flush with cash. I'm I know, loaded. I know I, I know. I play in the NFL, but I'm, I, don't, I don't make that good of money. And he's a, still technically, the, well, was the backup, so I mean, yeah, no, he's not raking it in. I don't blame. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So you heard uh, Jackson talk about John Rom signing with uh, the Live Tour. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a deal between three hundred and six hundred million dollars, and uh, interesting because you know who's one of the most outspoken opponents of the Live Tour. Would that be John Rom? That'd be one John Rom. Yeah, money talks. Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament. No cut. I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. Would my lifestyle change if I got $400 million? Not one bit. Until they offer you $400 million and you go, you know, my lifestyle would be quite a bit different and it would be really nice. Now, you know what it was? It wasn't, it wasn't $400 million that would change his life. It was $500 million. Yeah. Everybody has a price. Every Sad but true. Sad but true that that is the case. All right. Um, don't do movie reviews a lot on this program because we do sports. But no. I, I saw a couple movies lately. As have I. Uh, have you seen Sisu yet? No. That's the, the dog one, right? No. Sisu is the one about the Finnish soldier special forces guy who kind of like walks away from the world during World War II. And, okay. he's, and he finds gold. And he's trying to get his gold to town, but the Nazis are going through Finland and they're basically scorched earth, killing everybody, destroying everything. And they try to take his gold. Okay. And he makes them pay for, for doing for, so. For taking his gold. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really good. Okay. Uh, and also, <laughs> Violent Night with David Harbour from Stranger Things. Oh. Where he plays Santa Claus. Oh, God. And it's the, it's Beverly D'Angelo from uh, Vacation, Chevy Chase's wife. She's this billionaire, and John Leguizamo and his crew on on Christmas Eve bust into her, you know, tightly secured mansion to, to steal from her. Santa Claus shows up, David Harbour, but Santa Claus has a dark past. <laughs> he has a very dark past. And a shotgun. No, he doesn't shoot guns in this. He doesn't, oh? he, he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. 
Okay. Because he's been Santa Claus. A, a Santa Claus and alive for a very, very long time. Uh, but there's there's a part where he, Santa has to patch himself up and he takes his shirt off and he's got lots of Viking tattoos. So that should give you an idea. He's got a little bit That's, of a, a Viking background. Got it. That lends itself to taking care of John Leguizamo and these uh, these robbers. Got it. It's not bad. It's it's not the great. I really like Sisu though. I liked Sisu a lot. I thought it was really good. So I was actually just last night. I went and saw the Marvels. Uh huh. I was the only one in the theater. <laughs> Well, that'd be great. It was, and it's actually really, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. This is the thing. This is the second time this year that I've been in a movie theater where I've been the only one. The first one was for I can't remember. It was it was a comedy movie. It was that one where Marshawn Lynch was the gym teacher, and it was the high school. I can't remember what it was yeah, called anymore. Yeah, I can't remember either. It was okay. I thought it was fine. I think I my experience was enjoyed more because I was the only one in the theater. Marvels. It was good. I just, I think at some point we're just going to have to accept that the MCU needs to, needs to pause. Not, you know, not stop altogether. It's pretty wacky, pretty goofy. Anytime you try to do whole multiverse, say, you know, all that stuff. Kind of like Thor Love and Thunder was kind of goofy. Yeah. This one wasn't goofy. It, It had its moments, but I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like the worst thing. They're... There are plenty of bad Marvel products I've seen where I go, nope, I'm good. I don't even, I'm yeah. good. And I finally watched, uh, finished watching on Netflix, The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay. It's a David Fincher, Fight Club, that guy. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. It's okay. He's a uh, assassin for hire, blows a job, and they come after him. And so he goes after the people that were coming after him. And, and where have he, I heard that before, and, John and, Wick, cough, cough, and all of, but he's very, very meticulous. He's very inattentive, shall we say? Oh, and he does all of his work normally, particularly he's doing not not when he's going like sniper mode, right? He, he loves the Smiths, the eighties band, the Smiths, and that's what he listens to when he's. Uh, so it's Baby Driver know. and John Wick at the yeah. same time. It's. It's not bad. Okay. If you got Netflix, check it out. All right, that's our show. I'll be back with you Wednesday. The guys will be in on Monday, by the way.